Welcome to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I'm your host, Brian Montez, founder of Scalosity Works and the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching and membership community. So congratulations is in order. If you've built a successful freelance business that has grown to the point where you need to hire, you have achieved a huge milestone. If you're already past the point of making your first hire and your team is now growing, well, congratulations is in order to you as well. So regardless of where you are with scaling your team and your business, whether you're at employee number one or employee number 100, this podcast focuses on everything related to people operations. We'll cover best practices, strategies, and solutions to help you build a sustainable and scalable business that is fueled by great people and a great culture. So if you're enjoying listening to this Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, please subscribe, give us a like, and give us a review. Your feedback will help us grow this podcast, and we'll be able to positively impact more employers to help them build better work environments. Well, welcome back to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. This is, believe it or not, episode number 25. I am your host, Brian Montez, founder of Scalosity Works and the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching and membership community. So we know you're building a successful business, and whether you are hiring employee number one or you're hiring employee number 101, you have questions and you have concerns about building a high-performing team. In this podcast, we focus on everything employee-related, from attracting the right candidates, to vetting, to hiring, training, and retention, and to help you become one of those best places to work employers. Now make sure to subscribe and give us a like to ensure that you get the information you need to build a thriving business powered by amazing people. So today, I want to talk about something that's near and dear to me, and that is the fear of delegation. That is one of the biggest things that can hold us back as business owners that are trying to scale and grow our business, is the fear of delegating, the fear of allowing our team to start taking on tasks and responsibilities. And that fear will hold you back, it'll hold your company back, and it's also going to hold your employees back. So today, let's talk about the three steps to overcome your fear of delegation. And I got news for you. We all have it. We've all been there. We've all done it. So this is nothing new. And very rarely do I talk to a business owner that doesn't have a fear of delegation. I mean, at first glance, not doing something feels risky, right? What if it doesn't get done? What if it's not the quality work that I expect? But done correctly, delegating can actually lower the risk in your business. By delegating, you are decreasing the chances that you're going to burn yourself out and that the important activities that only you can do won't get done. Real control comes from managing risk and releasing control in appropriate ways. I'm going to say that one more time. Real control comes from managing risk and releasing control in appropriate ways. So let's get into how we change your approach to delegation and start to maximize the business results with your team. So the first part of the framework, the first part of your roadmap is you need to identify where to focus. You can't truly figure out how and where to delegate until you identify where to focus. Now to help you let go of projects that other people can do, you need to understand what exactly should fill the majority of your time. Where can your contribution make the biggest impact? I mean, for most business owners, these activities are usually gonna be around strategic thinking, about new business opportunities, building strategic partnerships and relationships, developing sales opportunities, and specific elements of the operation that that support all of it. That's usually where business owners' time is best spent. So if you are spending a lot of your time on payroll, on spreadsheets, on customer service, these are things you may want to start looking at delegating. These are things you can start getting off your plate, freeing up your time, 
And you know what you might find? You might find that the person that you have do it actually does it better than you. Now, fortunately, most business owners find that the most essential business activities never happen because they get so swallowed up in the day-to-day operations. We call that working in your business instead of working on your business. So take a moment, step back, and think about where you can provide the highest value to your organization. Everything that is outside your core strengths and roles should be activities that others can do. So sit down, write it out. These are the things that I need to be focused on. These are the things where I make the biggest impact. I provide the biggest value to the company, biggest value to my customers. Write those three to five things down. Other things that are lower impact, I'm not saying they're not important. Yes, bookkeeping and keeping your financials accurate is extremely important. Payroll, extremely important, right? Many tasks in your business are important, but it doesn't mean that you need to be the one doing them every single day. So everything that is outside your core strengths, take a look at delegating. Number two, in your process of getting through your fear of delegating, you need to sit down and actually name the fear. Vague feelings of discomfort will stop you from moving forward. But when we clarify what actually bothers us, we can address the issue head on and break through to that next level. Name the fears. So to help you get started, I'm going to give you a couple of the most common fears that we all have when it comes to delegating. You may have more, and this is where you have to sit down and do the work and figure out what are those fears that are holding you back. So first is just that big common fear of delegating the work, right? Under that is going to be the the perceived fears of the work won't get done. I'm afraid if I hand this task off, it just won't get done. And I won't find out until after the fact that it wasn't done and we've already angered the customer, we're already late, or we've already missed a deadline. So I don't want to hand the work off because I'm just afraid it won't get done. This is a very, very common fear. And this is why it's going to be important for you as you start to delegate that you set up checks and balances and systems. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. The other big fear that comes with delegating the work is the fear of that the work will not get done well. The work will not get done to the standards that I have. The work will not get done to the expectations of what I have set with our existing customers. Right? I get it. I've been through this. I have battled this myself. You build a business. You're a business of one. It's a personal brand that you're selling. People are choosing to work with you, not necessarily the business. Right? When people started first working with me, they weren't working with Scalosity Works. They were working with Brian Montez. Over time, as we started to build a team... The transition started to happen where people weren't working with me anymore. They were starting to work with my HR professional or my payroll professional. They weren't working with me anymore. But in order for that to work, I had to get over that fear of, wow, I hope my HR professional delivers the HR support and services the same way I do and to the level that I do. And if not, we're going to fall short. Okay, but there's ways to set a foundation for that, ways to set expectations. It's all about training and making sure that you have a process so that person knows what's expected and they can achieve those standards. The other big fear that I, I know comes up a lot is that fear of I'm worried that I'm inconveniencing others. I know early on in my career, uh, when I was a manager at a Fortune 500 company, I remember this distinctly is I became the boss, 29 years old, had no real management training, and, and I, was, I took over a branch. Had 15 people working with me. And I know for the first year, I was more concerned about them liking me and thinking I was a nice boss than things getting done. 
So I wouldn't ask them to do things. I wouldn't delegate because I didn't want to inconvenience them. I didn't want to, I didn't want to burden them. I didn't want to overload them. I wanted them to like me as a boss. And in my mind at that time, liking me as a boss meant I didn't give them much to do. So in turn, what happened? I kept that work on myself. And before I knew it, I was working 12, 14 hour days. I was working six days a week and I was miserable. And the business unit did not move forward. I had 15 people working with me and I wasn't delegating. I was keeping a lot of the work on my plate and nothing was getting done right. Nothing was getting done well. I almost pushed myself right out of a job because my reviews weren't very good. So we need to get over that fear of inconveniencing others. At the end of the day, you've hired people. You pay them. You sign their paychecks. They are there to work. They are there to help. They are there to move the mission forward. They are there to help you succeed. So when you hire them, Use them, challenge them, give them the assignments, and, and, and push them to grow and take on more. You're not inconveniencing them, I promise you that. So sit down and figure out what your fear or fears are of delegating. You gotta write this stuff out. It's the only way you're gonna be able to really get a handle on it is to write it out and understand what's going on in your head. The third step in getting over your fear of delegating is minimizing the risk. So once you have a detailed list of all the perceived risks, take the opportunity to address each issue. Figure out how you can minimize the risk when someone else does the work. This is going to allow you to put the appropriate checks and balances and safeguards into place. For example, the perceived risks of the work won't get done. Well, here is a risk mitigation strategy for you. Set up a follow-up system for each task. Make a running list or hold meetings to review the deliverables. Plenty of tools out there for you to use to make sure that the tasks and the assignments are getting done. Me, I keep it simple. I have what's called a client project dashboard. All it is is an Excel file. We don't even use project management software. We just don't need it, right? Because we use Google Workspace tool, so I just use a Google Sheets doc. And all of our clients are in there, and all of the major projects that we need to work on are listed in there. For example, we're coming up at year end. At the end of every year, we have to update all of our clients' handbooks and make sure that their handbooks and their policies are in line with the new laws that are going to start on January 1st. So I can go into my dashboard every single day and see where the team is at with their assigned tasks. Their assigned tasks of updating the handbook, communicating that with the client, reviewing it, getting the year-end tasks finished. So I don't even have to ask the team, where are you at with this? I don't have to have a weekly meeting on it. I just look at the dashboard because they know they need to keep that dashboard current every single day with their progress. So that is one way to manage the perceived risks of the work won't get done. The other perceived risk example I can give you is the work will not get done well. So the risk mitigation strategy for this is take time to think through the work that you pass off to others. Identify whether you're in the direction coaching support, or straight delegation stage, both with the individual doing the work and with the task. Tailor your management approach accordingly. And of course, always factor in buffer time for work to be reviewed and edited. Okay, so with this whole philosophy of the work won't get done well, this is where you will have to step up as the business owner, as the leader, and you will have to make sure that there's a clear SOP, clear guidelines are established. This is the work product. This is the quality that it needs to be at. Make sure that they have examples. Make sure they understand what does the final product need to look like. 
set that up, make sure you provide training on it. And then for this, provide regular check-ins throughout the life of the task or the life of the project, right? Don't let them get so far along on the project and have it be wrong that they have to then start over because that's only going to frustrate them. So you won't have to do this every single time, right? If this is a particular project that you do over and over and over for a client, you will just need to micromanage it for the first few times. After that, your team member is going to get the hang of it. They're going to know what's expected. They're going to know what the level of quality is required. They're going to know the project from start to finish. And who knows? They may even be able to do it better than you in the end. So you won't have to do the extra handholding and coaching and guidance every single time. But you will in the beginning. You build the foundation. You complete the training. You make sure the frameworks and the systems are there. And then you let your team member run with it. And now that is off your plate and you know it's handled and you know it's handled correctly. So just to recap, the three steps for you to overcome your fear of delegation. First, identify where to focus. Figure out what tasks it is that you need to offload off your plate and figure out where you're going to delegate those to. Second, sit down and name your fear or fears. Identify what it is that's holding you back from delegating. What is that fear? Name that fear and identify the perceived fear that goes with it. And third, figure out before you delegate how you're going to minimize the risk. You've got the perceived risks of the work won't get done. We have a solution for that. We have the perceived risk of the work won't get done well. There's a strategy to manage that. So minimize the risk by building a strategic approach to each thing that you're going to offload, each task that you're going to delegate. This way there's checks and balances in the business. You succeed, your employees succeed, your customers and clients succeed, and the business starts to grow. And guess what? As this happens, your business starts to become a business that is no longer a business of one. It starts to become a business that is no longer bottlenecked by you, by the owner. And guess what? You might actually get to take that amazing vacation next year with your spouse because all of a sudden you have a team that can start to run the business and you can leave for a week without the business falling apart. And I got news for you, that is a great feeling to have. When you know you can walk away for a few days, enjoy life, enjoy all the hard work you've put in, and know that you're going to come back to a business that is not only still there, but doing great. All right, I hope you've gotten a lot out of this podcast. Again, if you feel there's somebody that could use the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast and some of the great information that we try to provide here, please pass this along to them. Would also love a, a review. You know, feel free to give us a review, rate the podcast, would love feedback. And of course, if there is a question that you are interested in having answered, please send me an email and I'll be happy to make that a podcast topic and get that question answered for you as well. All right, we'll see you next week on the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. Make it a great week. Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast today. We have a free resource for you. Download our free workbook with the 18 questions that a transitioning entrepreneur to employer needs to ask and answer before making that first hire. The link to your free resource is in the show notes. And last but not least, subscribe to this podcast and give us a review. The more we grow this entrepreneur to employer community, the more we can make sure that Mondays, or any day of the week for that matter, don't suck.